All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is January 11th, 2024, and week 158. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it, it's a question and it asks, where is your strength? But uh, we do have two early comments. Uh, David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope everyone is having a great day in the Lord and doing well. Kim says, greetings to all in the wonderful matchless name of Jesus. So praise the Lord to you guys. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for being two of the early comments. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, so again, that title is, where is your strength? So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with it with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Melvin. Thank you guys for being here with us. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we come before your throne of grace humbly as we possibly can at this hour, Lord. We're coming before you first to give thanks, Lord. We thank you for how you've washed over us, for how you've kept us, Lord, for how you've continued to bless us, Lord. You've continued to shower down uh, so many things upon us that we do not deserve. So, Lord, we say thank you, Lord. We thank you for giving us whatever it is that you've given us at this hour, Lord. Even as we look at our lives and sometimes we don't have the things that we might desire, Lord. We don't have some of the things that we can look around and see other people that we know, uh, other people on TV, other people just in the world. They have things that we might desire, Lord, but we thank you for what you've given us, Lord. We understand that you told us if we can be faithful over a few things, you would make us ruler over many, Lord. So give us the faith, give us the patience, give us everything we need to become the children that you called us to be, Lord. We're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, Lord. We're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, uh, that you would just continue to keep our minds in the right place, Lord. Continue to keep us in perfect peace, Lord. We're praying that you alone tonight would increase and that we would all decrease. Lord, we pray all these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Again, God bless each of you. Thank you guys for being here with us tonight. Thank you. Uh, thank you to uh, you guys who have commented. Thank you to everyone uh, who will listen, who is listening, all the above. Uh, we do appreciate you guys spending some time with us. We don't take it for granted. We don't take it lightly because we understand that uh, so many other things could be going on, but uh, you chose to spend some time with us and we greatly appreciate it. There, there are uh, some things that, are, that have been on my mind. Uh, I, was, I was asked a question and it, it really got me to, to really being thankful, to really being uh, thinking on God. Um, you know, sometimes, or really a lot of times, there are many terrible things. Uh, the Bible tells us that God is a great and terrible God. Uh, and we know there are some great things that happen to us. 
But on the opposite end of the spectrum, there are some terrible things that tend to happen to us. And a lot of times when bad things happen, people think it's their luck. A lot of times people say they have bad luck and, uh, you know, all of these superstitious things that we come up with. Uh, but the Bible lets us know that time and chance happen to them all. We understand that good and bad happens to all people. Uh, and we might not always notice it. You know, that that's the thing that we have to remember a lot of times in life is we don't see all the time the struggle that someone else goes through. We don't see all of the hard times. Uh, we have a tendency to see all of the good things that take place, all of the things that a person does have going well for themselves. Uh, but all of those tough things we, we find ourselves not seeing. And uh, even if we do see it, we tend to magnify the good things. And in our own lives, the bad things are magnified. And so we understand that. And so a question, someone asked the question, how do you remain positive? Despite all of the bad things that might take place, how do you continue to stay in that place of positivity? How do you continue to stay in that place of, of, of joy? You know, the Bible tells us to rejoice. So we know there are times where the joy tends to leave us. Uh, we understand that. Uh, we sing a song that says, I got J-O-Y joy, joy in the Holy Ghost. Um, and the song goes on to say, don't let the devil steal your joy. And it's easy for us to sing that song. It's, it's easy for us to say those words. But the reality is sometimes the devil really does steal our joy. Sometimes we really do find ourselves down. We find ourselves depressed we find ourselves feeling defeated. Now, sure that happens, but I hope that only happens for but a moment, but for a short period of time. Um, and, and we find the strength that we really need. So that, that is where this question comes from tonight. Where is your strength? You know, what do you look forward to in life? What, what keeps you going every day? When you, and, and I, I really don't want to make you think about this, but at the same time I do. You know, what, are, what is the hardest thing in your life right now? You don't have to comment. You don't have to tell someone else, but what thing bothers you the most in life right now? What thing keeps you up at night? What thing uh, has you continually praying? How do you find the strength to overcome that thing? You know, if you ask people, if you ask people that, a lot of people would come up with a lot of good answers. Uh, from, from a human standpoint, we, we would have a lot of uh, good answers. Somebody would declare it's good. Somebody out there. Uh, somebody's going to say it's their children that keep them going. Every day they wake up and they see their children are depending on them. Someone would say it's their family member, you know, their parents. Someone would say it's their spouse, uh, it's their job, it's their career, it's their reputation. It's so many things that we could name. 
It's so many things we could name that keep us going. And so that's what I want you to think about tonight. Where is your strength? Where does it come from? What keeps you going? Look, uh, I, I continue to talk about it because it is a real thing. Suicide is a real thing in this world that we're living in. You know, a lot of times people would say, I would never do that. And none of us would when we're thinking clearly. See, if you find yourself not thinking clearly, you would think some and act on some very evil thoughts. But what keeps you going? From, from the moment that we came into this world, we, we needed strength. As a, as a young toddler, as a young baby, we gained natural strength from whoever took care of us. From the moment we came into this world, we were so weak, fragile, and we needed natural strength. The same way we still need natural strength today. You know, everything, everything in this world, we have to be taught. There are some things that when I finally am taught uh, these things, after I'm told them, you know, I'm wondering why haven't I realized this before? <laughs> you know, there are some things that aren't, they're not mind blowing. It's not rocket science. It's not the most incredible thing you ever learned. But the thing still remains. The truth still remains that somebody had to tell you. You had to or, or you had to stumble upon this knowledge somehow. You had to see someone else do it. And then you finally realize, wow, why haven't I been doing this? All this time. Yeah, I've wasted all this time not knowing this certain thing. And it's not even that complicated, but I still didn't know it. It's the story of life. So from a child, we've come into this world. And we had to be taught where our strength comes from. As, as a child, we came into the world and, and somebody fed us milk. We were hungry. We were crying, and we had no clue what was wrong <laughs> until somebody slapped a bottle in our mouths and said, you need to drink this <laughs> to fix your problem right now. We had no clue that if we did not receive this strength, we would die. And after a while, someone began to feed us foods Solid foods, baby foods, whatever it was that we could, whatever it was that we had the strength to eat, we began to eat those things. And so now, since we have been taught this, since we have seen this happen time and time again, we know now when our stomach starts to make sounds, we know, oh, that's just hunger. I know what's going on now. See, I, I, I watched a movie. See, the reason I'm saying this is because we truly have to be taught things. I watched a movie, and there were cavemen in the movie, and they had never seen fire before. And so just like a, a little child, you touch the fire, you, 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 you are so fascinated by it, and you don't understand it. 
until someone teaches you, until you begin to learn, until you touch it and it burns you. We had to learn certain things. So now that we have gotten to a place where we have learned our natural strength, we need to have some type of food. We need to have some type of water, some type of liquid, some type of sleep, some type of rest. We know there are certain things we need for our physical, natural strength. But you know, it's deeper than that. It goes well beyond it. Now, even beyond that, we have learned. I need family to be happy. See, there are so many things that people enjoy and love. And we have been taught that we need them to be happy, to be strong in a place of mental strength. In a place of mental and emotional strength. We feel we need family. Sometimes people look around and they say, I don't have any family. And so they find themselves depressed. Sometimes people look around, they, I don't have children. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have money. We look at so many things that we don't have because of what we've been taught. And all of these things are not wrong now. I'm not trying to say they are wrong. But I want to show you, it still goes deeper than all of that. Melvin, let's read here. In the book of Mark, chapter 12. And let's start at verse 28. Mark 12. And let's start at verse 28. So we can see where our strength should really be coming from. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus... Now, hold on a second. Jesus now has been talking with some Pharisees, some Herodians, some scribes, people who have studied the law, who knew at least something about God. But now these people were putting him to the test. He's, he's answering these questions that someone has sat up. Look, these, these people sat up, no doubt. Somebody sat up at night and they said, oh, this is a good question here. He won't be able to answer this one. <laughs> I'll get him with this. I tried the last time and he passed the test, but he won't get this one. See, they're trying their best to come up with some hard questions. Some questions that they might have stumbled when somebody asked them. And so now they want to put Jesus to the test. But the scripture here tells us that one of the scribes came to him and they realized Jesus had answered these other questions. He did a good job on them. So they say, I've got a question for you now. I have a question. Which is the first commandment of all? You tell me what's the most important thing that God wants us to know. We've heard of the Ten Commandments. We've heard of all of the stuff, the laws of Moses. But what's the most important thing? 
Go ahead for us, Melvin. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The Lord our God is one. Is one Lord. Is only one God. We're talking about three, four, five gods, and they all make one. <laughs> Let's keep going here, Melvin. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. After we determine that there's only one God, he said, this is how you need to love him. Love him with everything you got, with all your mind, with all your heart, your soul, with all of your strength. See, our strength ultimately should come from the one true God. See, someone reason, someone asked, they said, how in the world can adversity be all around you? How in the world can, can so many terrible things happen, so many failures, so many disappointments, so, many, uh, so much rain, so much cloud, so many cloudy days? So many downs. How could you go through all of that and still find yourself in a place of joy, still find yourself in a place of peace, still find yourself in a place of strength? The only way possible is because I have to keep my strength. I've got to realize where my help comes from. I have to realize it is God. It is in him that I breathe, that I move, that I have my being. It is him. That's where all of my strength comes from. I have to continue to remember every day I wake up, I've got to put my mind back on him. That's the only way. It is the only way. When I recognize this is where my strength comes from. Yes, look, I, look, I know if I don't eat some green beans, if I don't eat mashed potatoes, if I don't eat a piece of chicken, if I don't eat pizza, if I don't eat something, I understand. Look, my body will get physically weak. I, I, I totally understand. I, I know I can get scientific and we can talk about electrolytes. We can talk about... Uh, 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 <laughs> ATP, I can get so, we can get so advanced. We can talk about electron, we can talk about ions and all the other things that make us sound so smart. But you know what? I sound like a fool if I don't mention God. I sound like a fool because he can take all of my God, he can take all the strength out of my body in a moment. I don't care how much energy I have from the food I ate. I don't care how much energy, uh, vitamin D I have from the sun because I, I've tanned all day. Look, he can take everything I have. The Bible talks about how Paul, at the time he, he was still being called Saul, he was wreaking havoc on the church. He had gotten letters from the chief priest. He's headed down to Damascus to continue his plan. But God had another plan. He knocked all of the strength out of the man. Look, I don't know what Saul ate. 
I don't know what he ate that day. I believe he had something. He had enough. Look, he went down here on a mission. I believe he was going to be fueled for the mission. But God took every ounce of strength he had to get his attention. See, God can take your strength. He can cause you to fall into a sickness. I've said it a while back. Look, before you get sick, you're feeling good. You feel pretty great in your body. And out of nowhere, you start noticing a few small signs, a few subtle signs. Throat starting to feel a little funny. You say, man, what's going on here? <laughs> Nose starting to feel a little funny. A little cough here or there. And before you know it, it gets so much worse. See, God can take all of your strength. And just as he can take it, he can give it back. See, the food won't do that. Your, your family member, they don't have the power to do it. Look, we need family. I thank God for giving us one another. But even if you find yourself in a place tonight where you look around and you say, I don't have any family. See, I, I hear people say all these type of things. And, if, and we find ourselves in a position where we're so depressed. We're so defeated. Because we look around at somebody else's family and we think they just have it all together. We don't recognize the turmoil that's taking place in somebody else's household. We just look at it. Wow, they got somebody. I don't have that. And all of our strength seems to leave us. See, you've got to keep your strength. I know we love our family. I know we love Many people love their job, their career. I know we, many people love the, the cars, the money. We love a lot of things, and that those things are okay. But do we love God more? See, this is the first commandment. Our strength should be coming from God first, not our family first and God second. Not our job first. And God said, see, if we put any of those other things, first, it's okay to put those things behind. God's not saying he doesn't want you. I'm not saying, and God's not saying, he doesn't want you to have family members. He doesn't want you to have a job. He doesn't want you to have some money. He's not saying that. But if you put your faith and your trust in those things above God, you won't have any strength. See, people will disappoint you. There are some things sometimes where we're expecting someone to do something and they just don't come through the way we expected them to. See, we have a lot of expectations for somebody else. We say, oh, I thought they would have did this. I thought they would have did that. And we find ourselves so hurt. See, where is your strength coming from? God won't, look, sometimes we will find ourselves disappointed in God, but you know what? If we really get ourselves in the right frame of thinking, he really has never did us any wrong. He has never did us wrong. The Bible tells us 
all things work together for the good. Sometimes when bad things happen to us, we just can't see how in the world is this for my benefit. But at some point, we have to believe God. It's working out in your favor. But will we trust him long enough to see it? So tonight, my question for you is, where is your strength? See, sometimes, sometimes people, because they love their job so much, sometimes people will lose their job. And some people actually want to commit suicide. They say, I don't have anything worth living for anymore. See, their strength was coming from that job. Sometimes people have careers. I've listened to uh, famous athletes, and, and many of them talk about this is what their life is. This is what life means to them. If they can't play this sport, they'd rather not live. See, where is your strength coming from? Look, I know many, many people out there who have children. Look, I, 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 I know you love your children. But if your children were no longer here with you, could you keep going? Where is your strength? See, just as sure as God takes something, he can give it again. Where is your strength coming from? There are people who lose a loved one. And, you know, we might as well. Somebody said we might as well keep it real. We might as well be honest about this. There are people who lose a loved one and they can't go on anymore. It's okay to love a loved one. But do you have your strength in God first and foremost? Even if that loved one is no longer here with you, can you keep going because of the strength that God's given you? Are you keeping him number one or was that other person number one? See, these are some tough things now that I want you to think about. These are some tough things. But I want you to realize where your strength should really be coming from. I want you to continue to love all of these things. The job. Look, you, you, it's okay for you to have some love for your money. It's okay. But you better not love that more than God. That's where the problem's going to come in. So no matter what happens to you, I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I want you to have the strength to keep going. Because all of these things that I'm talking about, at some point or another, we'll lose them. We'll lose family. We'll lose friends. We'll lose money. We'll lose job. We'll lose a career. But if we continue to keep our faith and hold on to God, he promised to never leave us. We won't lose him. We won't lose God. He'll allow you to lose some things sometimes just to show us where we are. You know, I, I think about 
David after he had sinned, God told him that his child wouldn't leave. Excuse me, his child wouldn't live. And he fasted, he fasted, he prayed. And God had already told him that child won't live. He did all that he could to keep that child. But you know what? Ultimately, his strength was in God. He continued to keep his hope in God. And even though that child died, God blessed him with another. See, God, will, he will give you back some of these same very things that he might even take. He'll give it back to you. He wants to make sure that your strength is in the right place, that you're coming to him for this. And the child isn't the number one thing. See, there are some people, it's sad to say this, but there are some people who are going to be lost because they put their child above God. See, there are a lot of people who say, I love God, but we put so many other things before him. Some people, they know their child isn't doing right. Some people will know their child wants to do something contrary to God. And they'll say, well, it's just boys being boys. <laughs> it's just children being children. We'll know it's wrong. See, where is your strength? Sometimes our family members, we know, we know they're wrong. But because we care about them, we'll pretend it's right. Sometimes even our own selves, we know we're wrong. But we'll put ourselves above God. Jesus told us in one place, he said, we can't be his disciples. We've got to deny all of these other people, all these other things. And then he turned around and said, you must deny yourself. Where is your strength? Is your strength in how good you look? See, somebody know they look good. <laughs> Somebody said, I know I look good. That sounds, that sounds very good. You, you can get a lot of heads to turn right now, but just know if your strength is tied up in how good you look, just know it's going to fade sooner than you think. See, where is your strength? Some people, when they no longer look as good as they used to, they're trying to do everything possible to get that same look back and it just won't work. <laughs> they try to do whatever they can to get that old look back, to get that young look and it just won't work. See, where is your strength? Is it tied up in how good you look? Is it tied up in how, look how smart you are? What is it tied up in? Our strength we must receive it from God. We must realize, look, God, you are, you are the most important thing I have. You might have made me a nice-looking person, but, God, you're the most important thing I have. You might have made me an intelligent person, God, but you are. See, we've got to be humble in this thing. We've got to be humble and realize 
where our strength really lies. So again, I want to discuss this because there are some things that are tearing us down because we've got too much strength invested in those things. We've got too mu- a little too much hope invested in those things. Our bank account, sometimes we're watching that bank account. Look, I know I, I look at it too. Sometimes though, we keep too much hope, too much strength in that bank account. And so when we've got money in there, look, you're feeling on top of the world then. <laughs> when the check finally deposits, there's a sense of joy. There's a sense of safety. But you know what God said? I don't, I don't want your strength to come from how much money is in the bank account. He doesn't want our strength to come from that place. He wants it to come from him. He promised to take care of us. He said we're more, we're more important. He's taking care of the birds. He's taking care of all the animals. He said, don't you realize you're more important than the animal? On the totem pole, we're more important. He gave us a soul. That doesn't mean go around and kill every animal. No, that's not what that means. But he's telling us, look, Jesus came here and died for people, not for the birds, not for man's best friend, the dog. He died for you and I. Because those animals weren't there. It wasn't the animals that sinned. It was humanity. So where is your strength tonight? Is it in the bank account? Is it in how good you look? Is it in how nice you dress? Is it in that nice car? Sometimes you see people, we, we look, we take real good care of our car. <laughs> Sometimes people take better care of their car than them on, their own self. We, we'll have the worst health <laughs> possible. But the car, we're going to make sure that car is healthy. That car is shining. It's looking good. We vacuumed it. We got the tires shined up. (laughs) It's okay to clean your car. I hope you clean mine while you're at it. (laughs) It's okay to clean your car. But I want to ask you tonight, where is your strength, though. See, if God, my God, if God takes that car from you, can you go on? Look, sometimes people get their dream car. They say, man, this is the car I wanted my whole life. And you know what? God will allow something to happen to that car. The engine will go out. God will allow an accident to happen. Total the car out. See, where is your strength, though? Will you turn around and say, God, how could you do this to me? You know how hard I worked for this. This is the one thing I wanted out of life. I don't ask for much, God, but this is the one thing I wanted. How in the world could this happen? What did I do wrong? See, where is your strength? Where is your strength? Do you still trust in him to provide for you? Even when he takes something you love, even when he takes those things, Where is your strength? See, I I, I don't know, but I feel I know now. I think I know this. 
See, I know for me, it seems like when you finally try to save some money up, something happens. <laughs> and the money that you're saving, you find you got to spend it now. And it seemed like this cycle happens over and over. But you know what? At the end of the day, it can't be about how much money I have. I have to rely on God to come in and save the day every time. See, God lets us get in situations. I talked about it some time ago. These things are for his glory. It's so we can realize he's the one behind it all. So do you realize that tonight? See, this is to help you. This is to help you. So that we can have that everlasting peace. We can be in perfect peace. See, you can be in perfect peace when your strength is in God. You can be in perfect peace. If I've got my strength in my wife, look, I'll be disappointed many times. Sure, she's going to come through a lot, but there are going to be some times where I'm let down. There's going to be some times that she might even try as hard as she can, but she just isn't able to do it. See, if we keep our strength in anything else, we will be let down. We can be, look, right now, I've talked about money. You can have a million dollars in your bank account, and that's that sure would sound good. That sure would be good. <laughs> Boy, that, that would be nice. <laughs> but you know what? The economy can shift, and that million dollars can become of the same value as $100. See, things can change. God doesn't lose his value, though. See, right now, I might have a little value. Right now, I might be able to pick up this. I might be able to pick up that. I might be able to think and do this math. and I might have a little value, but you know what? God can allow something to happen to me. I can lose my ability to even think. I can lose my memory. See, somebody's going to look at me and say, I don't have the same value. See, if I were working at a job and they're uh, relying on me to do math all day and something happens and I lose my ability to do it, look, they they might appreciate me, but I won't be able to keep that job. I'll lose my value. You know, anything and anyone we can lose value as far as the world is concerned now. As far as the world is concerned. But God will never lose his value. See, this is why we have to have our strength in him. There's nothing he can't do. Nothing is impossible with God. There are some things with me I can try as hard as I want. But I'm limited. There's some times I tell people, yeah, I'll do this. And somehow I never get around to it. Not even that I didn't want to. I'm limited, though. So I don't want you to keep your strength in me. I'm not saying don't have 
any confidence in me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, ultimately, even if I fail, still keep trusting in God. Even if it was something you were relying on me to do, even if I can't do it, remember, God's still going to make a way. See, if we can get to that place where we have a a certain level of confidence in each other, that's good now. But ultimately, if we keep our confidence in God, look, the scripture told us, cast not away. He said, don't throw away your confidence. It's going to pay off. Keep your confidence in God. This is where my strength comes from. If you keep your strength in God at all times, look, there's nothing anybody can do to you. There's nothing anybody can say to you. Sure, you will be disappointed in life. Sure, there will be tough times. But it's joy in the midst of the storm. You have everything you need to keep going. And people will wonder, how in the world, how can you do it? It's because my strength comes from the Lord. It is because it comes from him. And you know what the best part about that is? He can become your strength also. All you've got to do is just shift everybody down. Look, you love your family. That's good. They might be number one right now. You love the job. That's good. It might be number two. How Whatever your order is, all you got to do is just shift it down a notch. It's not to say don't love these things. I hope somebody doesn't take that the wrong way. Just shift it down a notch and put God in the place he deserves to be in. I've said it so many times. God, we all have this empty void within us. There's this space and we try to fill it with so many other things that make us happy. Sometimes we fill it with TV. We fill it with uh, watching movies. We fill it with TikTok and, and social media. We fill it with all these things, with fun things. But you know what? Whenever we can't do those fun things, we find ourselves in that same state all over again, that same empty place. Because our strength is coming from the wrong place. It's okay to watch some movies. I just told you I watched a movie about a caveman. (laughs) It's all right to watch a movie. But do you recognize where your strength comes from? Have you put God in his rightful place? So this is something we all need to think about. We all say we love God, but do we really? Is he our number one? Or have we made our job the number one? Have we made the bank account the number one? Have we made our good looks the number one? How smart we are, our accomplishments, have we made that the number one? What have we put in first place? Where is your strength? So my time is about up. I won't go to 
the other place that I, I wanted to look at tonight. But I'll leave you with this last thing. I was thinking about Paul. And this man had to have God as his number one to, to do the things that he did. There's no way he was driven by anything else. If you look at his life, and he talked about all of the things that he endured, the beatings that he took. Uh, he was stoned. He, he, he was whipped. He, he, he had so much that happened to him. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by snakes. He, he had so much that he went through. For you and I, people were trying to kill him left and right. He had to sneak out of cities. He had to hide. No doubt he was cold. He was hot. He was tired. He was frustrated. He was stressed. He went through a lot. And you know, he told us in one place that he had an option. He had a choice now. See, God hadn't presented me with this choice. I'll just be honest with you. Maybe he's presented you with a choice, but he hadn't come to me and said, Tony, you know what? I'm giving you an option. You can either stay here with these people, continue to struggle, and I'm not going through no, not even half the stuff that Paul went through. Tony, I'm giving you an option where you can stay here and keep struggling in life, or you can come home and be with me. Now, God hadn't presented me with that option. Uh, maybe he's come to you, but he hadn't come to me with that option. But Paul talks about how he had this choice. He had this choice. And he realized for him to die, look, he's gaining. But for him to stay here and live, he was doing that for the people. He was doing that for God. So when I look at the decision that he made, to stay here in the midst of so much adversity, in the midst of people trying to kill him left and right, even some of the same people he's trying to help. You know, it, now I don't want to, I don't want someone to try to take my life regardless of who they are. But now, just from me looking on the outside in, it would hurt me more. If I'm trying to help a person and they're trying to kill me, that would help me. That would make me even more upset to think, man, you really want to attack me, not the person who's trying to attack you. You want to attack the person who's trying to help you. Now, how does this make sense? That's what they did to him over and over and over. Paul came to the Hebrews. He came to the Jews and he continually tried to show them Jesus was the Christ. And they continually said, look off with his head. Get rid of him. Look at the love this man had. See, there's no way. There, he had to have his ultimate strength coming from God. He had to put God number one to live a life like that. 
Because if I'm going through all of that and God presents me with the option, Tony, you can leave here today and you can be done with all of these hard-headed people. I, I, I probably would have had to tell God, all right, God, I'm out of here. I've had enough. These people have gotten on my last nerve. God, I've had enough. You can just take me now, God. <laughs> take me and don't even let them find my body. Don't even let them have a funeral. Don't let them have anything to talk about. They said, this man vanished. We can't even find him. <laughs> but Paul decided... God, let me stay. There's somebody that needs to be saved. God, I want to stay. Even though he could have thought so much about all the sicknesses he still had to face. All the pain. See, we, we found in another place, Paul was praying for something. He said he besought the Lord. He prayed to God three times and God wouldn't even take it away. And still, he said, God, I, I, I'll stay here. I'll stay here for these people's sake. It's, it was bigger than him. You know, I don't know what family members Paul had lost. I don't know what friends he had lost. I don't know what all he had lost at that point when he made that decision. But what that tells me is his strength was coming from God. His trust was all in Christ. So if we can get to that place, that's the place we need to be. If we can get to that place, look, we can endure anything. There is nothing that will turn you back. Sometimes when people, when we see someone else make a mistake or we find out something about a person we didn't know, we become so discouraged, so disappointed. Sometimes those people will turn around. I've I seen Look, I don't know if any of the T.D. Jake stuff that people have said, I don't know if any of it's true. Really doesn't even matter. It does matter now, but what I'm saying is, I've heard some people talk about it. And they say, they talk about how disappointed they are if those things are true. They feel let down. See, where is your strength coming from? You can't allow the weakness of a person, even the mistakes a person might make. I don't know whether the man did any of those things or not. But you can't allow all of your strength to be coming from a person. Look, if I turn back today, I hope somebody still goes on. I hope somebody say, man, I can't believe it. But I hope you still go on. But God knows I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. As long as God continues to keep me in my right mind, I'll never turn back. So I'm hoping and praying that nothing can turn you back. No death, no discouragement, no threat, no amount of fear, no amount of your life seeming to fall apart, not your failing health, not sickness, not anything. I'm hoping and praying that your strength would forever be in the Lord. So may God bless you guys. May God continue to keep you in your right minds. And I hope and pray that um, something was said that would continue to keep you encouraged. So 
Uh, at this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. God bless you. Um, thank you, Minister Banks. Uh, we do have a few comments. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chelsea says, praise the Lord. Um, David says, the scripture says that when the people were going to stone David, that he encouraged himself in the Lord Jesus. Uh, Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. And Kiera says, sometimes people lose a loved one and then believe that God doesn't exist. They say if God existed, then their loved ones wouldn't have died. And that is so true. I'm uh, Tony mentioned earlier that uh, people wonder how with all of the negativity, all of the adversity, they wonder how you remain or any of us remain so positive. Um, and I'm reminded of a scripture, I believe it's Philippians 4 and 7, if I'm not mistaken. And it says we can get a peace that passes all understanding, understanding. no matter what we're going through. Um, I remember um, our accident that we had November of 2022. Um, and I can look at that and say, Lord, how in the world is this a positive thing for us? You know, I could have had that mindset and said, look, we, we both hurt. My wife is four months pregnant. How? But, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, And after everything had worked out, it was for nothing but our benefit. So if only we could have that hindsight in the present, you know, um, I've said this many times before, we have to also be thankful for the things that didn't go our way. We could be so motivated to do something when all the time God doesn't doesn't want us to have that. And we think he's doing us wrong because we're not getting what we so desire. But in, in the end, all he's doing is protecting us. Um, and Kiara commented and said, people, somebody, they lose a loved one and they believe that God doesn't exist. Um, and I can say that, yeah, my mom, she passed away in September of 2021 after about a 15 year battle with cancer. And of course, sure, it, it hurts. It's just it's just natural to hurt when you lose someone. But I know that I had to care about her soul more than her natural life. And due to her health circumstances, she had to move to a particular area. She possibly could have heard something <clears throat> that could save her soul, which is way more important than saving her natural life. Um, Larry says, Larry Wanda says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I was also thinking of that verse. So... Just stay encouraged in the Lord. Um, just remember to keep him first. And that's all that I have to add to the study. Thank you, everyone that has commented. David, Kim, Chelsea, Rosie, uh, Kiara, and Larry Wanda. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much for the comments and the interaction. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comments or on the website or even just a text on our, to our numbers on Facebook Messenger, anything. Because as I always like to say, this is important. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.